0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queen's podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched Divergent, directed by Neil Berger and released in 2014. Sorry, I just remembered that when burger. it came up and it was like a, 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 a burger, Neil Berger production and I was like, ooh, Delicious. <laughs> I forgot about that till right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. The plot of Divergent goes something like this. In a dystopian future where society is split into factions based on a person's core virtue, Tris discovers that by not conforming to one virtue, she's divergent and uncovers a plot that puts herself and other divergents in jeopardy.
1: I just saw this, but I've had enough wine between then and now. To... <laughs> she's the special, special, that all special. She is special. the chosen one. And there's something like a sorting hat. <laughs> I just, I can't get past the sorting hat aspect of this. It just makes me It laugh. is, it's
0: literally, it's literally Houses, the movie.
1: We had this conversation on the way home where Jelly was like, what if you're a really good farmer, but you don't look good in yellow? I look terrible in yellow. And I'm like, I look terrible in grey. I couldn't <laughs> I be in the grey house. I was
0: like, what if you like, what if you're in Abignation and you like colours? Okay. <laughs> I want to read a sentence from my thing. Yes, my, please. My review, please. dear. Okay. So, um... It's a hundred years after the war. It's so many years after the war. It's this many years after the war and everything is great eunuchs and government. Anyway, <laughs> There's, it's a hundred years after the war. They're trying to keep the peace. So to maintain the peace, society has been split into five factions named by someone who owns a thesaurus and knows how to use it by gum. Abnegation, selfis- selflessness. Amity, Hufflepuff. <laughs> Candor, honesty. Dauntless, Gryffindor. And Erudite, Ravenclaw.
1: Well, see, b- both abnegation and... Um... Uh, the farmer ones are both Hufflepuffs.
0: See, I don't necessarily think that Abnegation is Hufflepuff in the sense that Hufflepuffs are only hardworking and loyal. They're They're not not necessarily selfless. Yeah, 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 that's true. And (laughs) Slytherin could fit into either candor because I think honesty – and in, mm. fa- in the face of lots of things, there's a bit of a Slytherin trait, but not entirely.
1: Yeah. Because well, they can also the lie a lot. the dauntless thing is not quite Gryffindor either. Because Gryffindors are brave, but they're also loyal and smart. Well, and this is the thing about Henry.
0: it. And obviously, erudite end up being... I keep saying it that way because I say it that way in the movie, but I it sounds know. really wrong.
1: It's, it's, I know. Every time I was like, no,
0: erudite. Ugh. The thing about them is that they end up being the Slytherins, really. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the dauntless <laughs> thing, I think... I feel like this movie and this possibly this book happen at a place in time that's a long time after the introduction to this world should have been.
1: You see, we're a hundred years in, rather than new to it.
0: Not, not so much that. It's like not just that, but the houses. They tell us about <laughs> the factions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they tell us about the factions, yep. and then everything in the movie that we see. Contradicts that,
1: right? Because it, people don't really belong to one or the other faction, and everyone's got bits of each of them. But and... for
0: it to last for a hundred years, they must have. So they must have been it must like have worked better than this. Yeah, it must have been stable, at least some years ago, and now it isn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but the... we're coming
0: in when it isn't. So basically, everything we're told in all of the setup is a big lie. <laughs> Not just in terms of like. You know, normally they're like, oh, and it turns out that it's not true. But in the sense that, like, when we actually watch the houses, they they seem to be contradicting what they're saying. And I found that...
1: It's an interesting, like, metaphor for life, though, really. Because that's, it's kind of like the more you dig, the more you realize things are not what they seem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know that. But it didn't, it wasn't so much that as it didn't strike true with me. Like, Mm -hmm. every time they did something, I was like... But this is totally the opposite of the point of what you just said, mm.
1: and I was like, it frustrated me. You know, like you'd think the smart ones would be better at like not being blindly obedient, for instance. Yeah,
0: and mm. like hot black Dumbledore, when <laughs> when Beatrice gets when Triss gets to Dawnless, he's like, it's all about standing up for like other people, right? But and they, then two they, seconds later, he's like, obey orders. Yes. <laughs> Two seconds later, Bad Cop is like, you have to obey all the orders. <laughs> bad Hot Black Dumbledore. No, no, no. Yeah, he is. But that's a spoiler. Spoilers, by the way. Bad Hot Black Dumbledore. Mackay Pfeiffer, who's perfect for that role. Right. Um, and Jay Courtney plays Bad Cop Trainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure. And Good Cop Trainer is Theo James,
1: or as I named him, Blandy
0: McBlanderson. <laughs>
1: He's so boring. (laughs) And the whole love interest thing really bothered me because the whole, the relationship between like student and teacher, and he's clearly an adult and she's clearly meant to be a teenager. See, I don't think that's necessarily
0: the case. Right. I feel like possibly in casting, they made that difference look really big. Yeah. Because she looks, she's like all eyes. Shailene Woodley is just eyes. She's (laughs) She's like an anime character. She's like 80% eyes, right? Right. Um, and she looks quite young. Mm-hmm. And Theo James looks like he's about 30. Now, I don't know how he old is the actor is. He is about 30. He's born
1: the same year <laughs> yeah, as... Yeah, but
0: Shailene Woodley isn't as young as she looks in this movie either. She,
1: no, she's like 23 or thereabouts, yeah. roughly the same age as Jennifer Lawrence. Born in 1991, I just looked it up. And he's born in 1984, so he is turning 30 this year. And so there's like a seven-year age gap. But the age gap is one that... Is quite big, because it's like teenager versus adult. See, I don't, I don't know if they're all supposed to be
0: teenagers.
1: Well, isn't it that you get sorted when you're a teenager, like 16 or something? But she,
0: her brother is clearly older than her, and was born before her, and is sorted at the same time as her.
1: hmm Wait, what's the brother's <laughs> name? Caleb. Anton Elgott. Oh, God, what a stupid name.
0: He plays her boyfriend in... Yeah, um, yeah, he's in the cancer movie with her. In the Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, and yeah. now that I've seen them as brother and sister, I don't know how I'm going to watch that. I'm not they sure look I'm like to watch and the
1: Fault in Our Stars. I'm not sure I need to because I'm on Tumblr and therefore I know everything about it and I'm not interested.
0: Yeah, I already know what happens, but it could be interesting. Maybe it could be. I, but they I, do I look like, like brother and sister, right? Oh, yeah, they look and really... And he was terrible in this too.
1: They do look really good as brother and sister. Uh, Ansel, why don't you have a... Date oh, of birth Ansel, that's right. on IMDb. The worst. How boring. They look more like. They look really the alike. They do look like they're related. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm sure they'll be fine in Folding Our Stars. I'm just, it's just, I think I've, I'm have i like too young for that or I've missed that fandom or I've missed the boat on Folding Too Fold old our for Stars. it. Too old. Yes, too old for it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what um, I meant. Yeah, i missed the boat
0: on Folding Our Stars. In our show notes for this, we have to link to that. Um, I already found after it. After the war, everything I already, everything found, it. Is I already different. found it.
1: After the war, everything is different on the toast. I already found it and we are totally linking to it. It's a wonderful parody of this modern trend for YA dystopian futures. Yeah, but it even applies to Harry Potter and stuff. I mean, right. it's hilarious. Nothing's but so trees, but everything's brown leggings and government. Yeah. Like It's so on point about <laughs> it's a lot of young adult fiction. And-, and funny. And funny, yeah. I think that's the thing about Divergent. I kind of enjoy it. But it is – there's a lot like it out there. And it's not just that. There's so much that happens in this one movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a long movie. And it turns out it's the same length as The Hunger Games. So I was prepared for the length and I wasn't so bored as you were. But what I actually enjoyed about it is that it's actually a self-contained story. There's Mm -hmm. none of this Lord of the Rings crap where they, like, finish. They have to – because the movie is a trilogy of books and they they just kind of stop – it is actually a self-contained story, and I do yeah, that was all at
0: the end of Catching Fire too. But mm. at the same time, this yeah, it was a self-contained story, but it was also a lot to like. Th- <sighs> I feel like it didn't have a proper arc either. It had like a couple. There of was them. a lot going on. Yeah, because it, she kind of seemed to get to the end of one arc and then another one would start.
1: I think perhaps, and I haven't read the books yet, but I do plan on it. I think perhaps. It was a good book adaptation. Like they were, they were trying to keep in a lot of the detail out of the books, yep. which you know is good. But I don't think it necessarily served the movie. Well. I don't know about good book book adaptation. I would say a faithful book adaptation. Sorry, yes, those are two different things. The word. That's the word. Because the
0: first Hunger Games movie I saw before I'd read the books and really liked
1: it, mm-hmm. and it inspired me to go read the books. I'm not inspired to go read the Divergent. Books. Well, the trailer one made me want to read these books, so now I'm going to. I've committed to the whole thing. There are some really great things in it. I actually really enjoyed it. I was surprised, especially because not just you, but another person who's got completely different taste in movies to me had warned me about the length and that it was boring. And I actually really I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I really felt for Shailene Woodley's character. Yeah. I think maybe
0: being warned might have helped because the mm. thing, the problem is that you feel like it's going to end and then there's so much more. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I didn't feel that because I knew. Yeah, And I exactly. was checking the time and I was like, eh, okay.
0: I've still got an hour to go, whereas we were like, okay, so that storyline is wrapped up. That's pretty much done. Should be ending soon, right? Oh, no, apparently they're all drugged and well, going off to kill.
1: Yeah, well, I also had this – I was like, when's she going to get out of the black team? She's been in this – this, I was like, this is called Divergent, so she really can't be in the black team all this time, and she was – and it does take a while to get there, but she's not divergent till the end. Yeah, well, she is divergent the whole time. Sorry, but she's not like she doesn't actually leave. The I know, system. but I don't
0: think that that's necessarily just because it's called Divergent.
1: I mean, that's who she is, not. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so I was sort of expecting. I was like, when's she gonna leave? When's she gonna get out of here? But then, of course, that's the whole point of the story. And there's that whole yeah,
0: I don't know. The whole system is obviously flawed, right? <laughs> like faction before blood. Is, that's so stupid. Yes. And I feel like Kate Winslet was kind of sleepwalking through this movie until the end of it. Mm, yeah. Like at the end, she sort of livened up when she got a fight scene. I mean, Kate Winslet doesn't really get a lot of fight scenes.
1: No. So it seemed like she kind of enjoyed that. Well, and she's also pregnant when she was doing this, hence uh, all the briefcases and stuff. So she didn't really get a lot in the way of fight scenes. I suspect they would have done more with her if they had, if she wasn't pregnant, because she, why she's holding something in every scene. That now you've, explains a lot. Yeah, but, but yeah. when she
0: once she got stabbed in the hand, man, she
1: was on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that bit. Like, <laughs> you can't tell, can you? Yeah, I really liked that bit too. But I, I also think it's so exciting that you get a movie where like the villain is a woman. That it's like why why couldn't it be more? But not just that. Everybody in this, and
0: I think just to come back to Hunger Games because that's what we're going to compare it to. I mean, let's face it, they're it's so similar. similar. The th- difference is that the Hunger Games kind of is about a girl, a, a world that's. A little bit more similar to ours, and almost uncomfortably similar to ours in some ways.
1: Yeah. Whereas this isn't. No, because the first thing you do when you hear that people are sorted into houses—wait, <laughs> that's not what's called, is it? But you, you look at Fashions. me like it's like Harry Potter. <laughs> they get sorted when they're sixteen. No, I mean, yeah. But also,
0: like, this is more one where all of the all of the um the discrimination of the past is swept away. And they have new discrimination. Yeah, But the thing about the Hunger Games is that it has all the same old discriminations. Mm-hmm. And so President Snow is... It's much more um, realistic. Yeah. And then whereas... And then there's, you know, the stuff between President Snow and President Coin, who you haven't met yet. No. Um,
1: but there's also the, all the stuff about money and race. and tied up in the different... Um, what are they called? Regions? Yeah. yeah. No, they're called
0: districts. District. But that's the thing is that that is more kind of a... An uncomfortable mirror to our society, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, And in a lot of ways. And the way that they explore gender roles in that is really interesting because Katniss is a more traditionally male character and Peter's a more traditionally female character. And and she actually sort of looks at what we have as gender roles and examines that. Yeah. And I think in this one it doesn't really work that way.
1: No, because they're like, oh, we've moved past – Ideas about gender and race, right? We've just moved on to sorting, which is kind
0: of almost equally fantastic in a way because it means that the women in this movie are fabulous,
1: and this is why I wanted to see it in the first place. Because there was, we talked about this in in another review a few weeks ago. We saw, I saw the trailer, and women's voices about eighty percent of it.
0: Mm, There's only like one line said by a guy,
1: and I was like, I've never seen this before. This is, this is unprecedented. All women.
0: And all the important relationships to Beatrice apart from, to Tris, apart from, she starts out as Beatrice. She decides to name herself Tris, And you know how I am once I have a name in my head. All of the important relationships to her basically are with female characters mm-hmm. apart from Four, who is her trainer slash love interest. Yeah, Her best friend is Christina, played by Zoe Kravitz with a lot of spark. She's really good. I thought. Yes, yeah, she was great. In spite of giving being given not very much to do, mm-hmm. her mother is the more important of her parental relationships. The bad guy is Kate Winslet. The mother is also the
1: more interesting of her parents. Yes.
0: So all of the major relationships in her life are with women. Yeah. And so women get the most important things to do in this movie, which I think is fantastic.
1: Yeah, and so and that's the thing. Like, and when I saw um, a few weeks ago, I tweeted from our Screen Queen's account. This was top of the box office, and I was so excited. And mm. I, I wasn't actually planning to see it at that time. And somebody tweeted back to us, "You're gonna see it? Are you guys gonna review it? Are you gonna see it new- soon?" I'm like, um, "Sure, we'll watch it." And I, and I was just like, "I'm just so excited to see a movie about a young woman with lots of other important women in her life out there doing so well." That that makes me more excited than the actual movie. Mm. Um, I also feel like there's a character called Peter. It's hard for
0: me to remember the names because they're um, not very. They don't stand out quite as much.
1: Peter's nope. um, like a uh, just another one of her training friends in the Black House, whatever it's called. He's a no. He's not a friend. He's the antagonist, right,
0: um, to her. But I feel like that kid must be a really good actor because mm. I wanted to punch him in the face for the whole movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and then like, he starts helping them.
0: But like believably, right? I think that I think that kid is really good mm. because he made that. That a very smarmy, horrible little character, but also one that was believably that way.
1: Miles Teller, isn't it? Miles the actor? Teller.
0: Yeah, he he's also been in the Spectacular now recently, which I think also had Chaley Woodley in it. I, actually, I don't know that one. Um, I think she might have played his girlfriend, love interest in that. Of course, he's going to be Reed Richards in the next in yeah, the Fantastic he, Four. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going places, basically, from what I saw. Because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never seen him in anything. I've just heard about him recently, mm. and that kid is really good. I could tell just from this.
1: He, okay, on his IMDb page, he's going to be playing Dan Aykroyd in an untitled John Belushi <laughs> project. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him in anything. Uh. Nothing. I'm He's not probably
0: kidding. also a comedian. Oh, he was in the
1: Footloose remake. Oh my God, this poor kid. Oh, that's yeah. right. He
0: was the Sean Penn character. Uh, not Sean Penn. Sean Penn's brother character. Yeah, um, Chris Penn. Yeah, that's that. I haven't seen that either. I just remember hearing about it. Mm. I I just think that's my prediction. He's going places. He's You're going good places. at that stuff. You know. I mean, Shailene Woodley is obviously going places, but she's already gone them.
1: Right. She's do, already doing fantastically.
0: Yeah. I feel like Miles Teller is just like up and coming. And,
1: no, good on him. Um, no, he, yeah, he was good. Because
0: I didn't know his name either when I watched this, because I've never seen him in anything. And I watched this and I was like, that kid's really good because I want to punch him in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Like, you can tell a good a uh, good villain Whereas the other people, antagonist by that.
0: You know, the other two white boys who were with her were like, I, don't, I couldn't tell them apart the whole time. <laughs>
1: Do you mean boring love interest or do you mean the know, friends the from Black House? Yeah, <laughs> the friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, me neither. Because all of the friends well, were Well, this like, one who people- killed himself. I caught trouble telling him from the um, antagonist for oh, a while. Oh, really? I didn't. I knew who – because
0: I knew he, that he was one of the two – because she has two friends. Mm. They're all from different houses is the point of those guys.
1: I houses, know. Factions.
0: Yeah. They were all born into other factions and chose Dauntless together. Yeah. So – Miles Teller, I'm going to call him that because Peter is hard to remember. Miles was an erudite. Yes. Which explains a lot of his arrogance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of them was, one of her friends was an erudite as well. And so he was like exposition boy. Right. So there were two of them. Yep. And then the other one with her friends was also from Abing Nation, I think.
1: Yeah, uh... Or possibly he was from no, Amity. No, um, Love Interest was from Abignation, and um, Zoe Kravitz was from Canda. Yeah, but
0: I think the other guy, the other white friend of hers might have been from Amity instead. I can't remember the other white friend.
1: <laughs> what no, did friend. I see? it Two
0: hours ago? Oh, God. <laughs> I know. He was the one, who, the one who killed himself, I think, might have been from Amity.
1: Maybe. I thought he was from, uh... No, because that's... Erudite. That's the other guy. <laughs> oh, damn. He got shot uh, okay. in the final battle. Right, Okay. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. She shot him. He's the one that she shot. And she was all like, I killed my friend. And I was like, you did?
1: (laughs) Oh, I knew he was a friend. I just wasn't – I could trouble telling the difference between him and the guy she met when she went back to (laughs) – Dauntless, and the other guy who killed himself, and... Uh, no, those are the same guy.
0: Two of those are the same guy. She has, she has Zoe Kravitz, and then two white male friends. Right. One's from Amity, and one's from Erudite. So there's Exposition Boy, and there's Kill Himself Guy. Okay,
1: right, done. <laughs> No, no, Kills Himself Guy is not her friend, He though. is.
0: He was her, like, one of her friends. Like, her core group of friends going through was four people. Oh, okay. It
1: was her, Zoe Kravitz, and two white guys. I thought Kills Himself was, like, a non-friend. No, he... he was her friend. Right. That's why she was all, don't touch me. Um, no, but it's, I mean, that's the
0: thing, is that, um. like, I did like things about this movie, but then when I was writing about it, I was, like, I was mocking it constantly. Um. <laughs> Because it is so easily mockable. And right. there are certain things that are good, but there are also certain things that are terrible. Like, I could have lived without at least half of the nightmare scenes. Mm. They were just boring.
1: Yeah. Because you know why, though. And their, their, their worst fears were boring. The worst fears are only interesting if they're your fears. But it's not just that. I felt like her worst fears were boring. <laughs> are they really were. Like, water? Until they got to the rape part that was interesting that was
0: really interesting that was possibly my favorite part of the and you whole know what though, that
1: was not explored at all like she's starting this relationship with this guy and she's clearly clearly scared of having sex with him mm. and they don't really explore it but well she's... i don't know about
0: that she's clearly scared of him abusing his power Mm. Like, I don't know if she's scared of having sex with him so much as him because of the trainer relationship that you were talking about right, before. Yep. So I think she's scared of him. She's scared of people who are more powerful than her abusing that power because that's been basically her whole life. And that was the most interesting scene in the whole thing for me because I don't get why she's scared of birds and sinking into mud. There's nothing in her history that suggests that she's scared of birds nope. and sinking into mud. I think it's
1: just a, she, we had to make her scared of something. Clearly, she's not scared of heights or a lot of the normal things See, drowning, are scared I of. See, drowning, I thought,
0: people are scared of drowning. Right, that's
1: normal. Especially for somebody
0: like her. Yes. Like, I would have thought, and when her friends all turned away from her,
1: I was like, that's a more realistic fear. And quite specific to where she is. Like, the fact that his fears were the same across time when he was an initiate, and also now, like, really? People's fears don't change? I'm not that surprised by that with him. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when he went into Dauntless,
0: he wasn't scared of anything there. Like he'd already faced the scariest thing in his life, heights. Or, yeah, no, his and I don't think he. I'm not sure he knew he was divergent either. No, no, I'm it not sure it seems very either. much like he didn't know. But he's just smarter than that other idiot who went, "What's going on, guys?" and got shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, clearly, right. that guy didn't have air. You died as one of his three core, no core, whatever they whatever virtues, because mm-hmm. that guy was dumb as anything. <laughs> Or two core, like if they have more than one. Yeah, yeah, so he might have just been so much more one thing than the other that they didn't pick it up, but mm-hmm. then it turned out that he was actually divergent.
1: Right, yeah, no, that's – and that's entirely possible. You yes. Know? Like that's the whole problem with sorting people according to their virtues. Okay, more things that I liked. The, the tattoos are so cool. Oh, my God, I don't like tattoos and I don't want one. But then I saw the bird one and I'm like, I want a tattoo. All of the tattoos that they had were great. Yeah, they I were thought. fantastic. Maggie Q's one was great.
0: Maggie Q in general was great. Under she years. was.
1: I was so pleased to see her. Um, and yes, a bit sad she wasn't wasn't used more.
0: I kind of feel like she could have been almost like an Effie Trinket person if they'd put her in a, a little bit more. Mm, yeah, great. Um, was like my favourite part of Hunger Games. I just love Effie Trinket. Mm. But yeah, Elizabeth Maggie Q Banks is so
1: good in that part. Too.
0: I know.
1: Yeah. And they had Maggie Q. Yeah, and who is also awesome.
0: Yeah. So she could have been really interesting and they sort of didn't give her very much to do. Um, right. But all the tattoos are really great and I like the way they actually represented the people rather than just being like I like the idea that even though I think it's weird that she's scared of birds and we never heard about it. I like the idea that she tattooed onto herself something she's scared of. Yeah. That was really clever. Uh Uh-huh. That was very Triss as
1: well. Like, Mm. she does a lot of things where she gets scared, but she enjoys it. Mm. I think that's why I wanted to watch the movie so much. Because for me, I'm scared of everything. Like, I really do am scared of heights and jumping and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I love her so much. I'm like, oh, I wish it could be that cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the reason that she's courageous. She's scared of things, but she does it anyway. Exactly. And that... Flying Fox scene was brilliant. That was like, that was wonderful and really well done. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was in between a lot of scenes that weren't. And God, Theo James is just bland. Mm. The other good thing is that they did. I didn't
1: mind him. I, was, I just, he was. Really? Because yeah. I did. I, I, the thing I had the problem with was the icky relationship as, as discussed earlier. I actually didn't mind him. I was like, he's fine. I mean, he looks and sounds like a lot of other guys, the same age, who are also attractive. But yeah. <laughs> And the thing is that I feel like with, oh, I should
0: stop doing this, with The Hunger Games is that Josh Hutchison was such a, such an odd choice for Peter, but he does such a good job at it. Like
1: He was an odd choice? Yeah. I've only seen the movies, remember, so oh, I'm right. like, I, I think he's fabulous. He's
0: not blonde. He's shorter than her. <laughs> he's um,
1: That's why he's he so doesn't, fabulous. He doesn't look
0: anything like Peter in the books. Oh, okay. Nothing. Like Peter in the books. Mm -hmm. Um, And also up until that point, apart from Bridge to Terabithia, he tended to play kind of not very nice characters.
1: Oh, wow. He's so lovely.
0: I think it might be because of the strong jaw. And Maybe. little smile. And it's um, just,
1: I've seen him as Peter and so I think he's this lovely boy. And
0: Bridge to Terabithia, he's really good in. Mm-hmm. Um which is why when I found out he was cast as Peter, I'm like, score, because I thought he was great in no, that he's movie. Wonderful. Um oh. but he 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 was an odd choice mm-hmm. in terms of like okay. he doesn't look anything like but he is he does that so well. Yeah. Um and Peter is a really hard character to
1: to play. Right, because he's so traditionally feminine and you've really got to kind of But he also go with isn't
0: that. a big he he, he's more of a reactor than an actor. Right.
1: Okay. Which is hard to do because Katniss is the actor. Mm -hmm. Like Katniss is... And he's got to kind of just be part of that world. Mm. Again, traditionally female.
0: Yes. Mm. So he is... It's interesting. And he was really good. And I thought Theo James was not particularly good. um, And the character was not particularly interesting. And so the whole combination of the two of them, every time he showed up, made me go...
1: Yeah, I didn't – I was just like uh, – it just didn't quite sit right with me. I felt like the power dynamics in the relationship weren't – were just a bit of a worry. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: found that problematic too. And the fact that he ended up being divergent made them – I mean, by the end of the movie, they were so similar as well, in a way. Mm -hmm. I think part of what I like in Hunger Games is that Katniss and Peter balance each other because they're different.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Whereas these two were really similar. It's kind of mm. – I was surprised when we found out he was Divergent too because I was like oh. – Really, that guy? Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Um, okay it, it was
0: interesting when they brought in his dad to be part of the team.
1: That is really interesting and they didn't get to explore it because there's Not already I think enough that'll going be in on. The next- I'm assuming it's going to be in the next movie. But even they're fascinated by that. Their
0: little bit together was actually quite good. Mm. Where he just sort of had to deal with it and go with it. Yeah, was interesting. Making Peter part of the team was also interesting. But I have a feeling that he's going to have, you know, more to do in the future. Which is probably why they cast somebody that talented. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I actually really liked Jay Courtney in this, who was bad cop.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great, right? Like, he mm. was awful, but good. Oh, yeah, he was terrible, but you hated him, so that means he's done a good job. Yeah, but that was the
0: thing, is that every time he did something, I'm like, but that's not dauntless. Mm. Why would you do that? That's not a dauntless thing to
1: do. Well, well, he was, I want to say Slytherin, but he's got that kind of, like, manipulative aspect yeah. to him. Not just fearless, but he's actually, he get, seems to get off on f***ing with people.
0: And there's that line in it, when those two are talking, which is an interesting in, uh, relationship that I would be interested in seeing more of when four is talking to bad cop. I don't yeah. know his name. Oh, he's um, Australian
1: Jay Courtney. Yeah. He, he played, that.
0: he played um, Bruce Willis's son in the recent Die Hard movie. Uh. He's like going places as well, but yeah, he was really good. And he, th- that relationship would have been really interesting because Agreed. they came through training together. Mm-hmm. And there's a line where um, four says to him, um, he says you have to keep fighting till somebody can't fight anymore, mm-hmm. and it used to be that somebody could tap out, and then yep. four would say it's a good thing we didn't have that rule when when you were in training. Mm. Well, Which whole, shows a lot line, of the bitterness in there. There's
1: a line in there later on where Jay Courtney's character says to four, "You were top of your class. Mm. Like, ugh, you've, ugh, what's happened to you? Yeah." So clearly there's something interesting going and, on there, yeah <laughs> I thought that was fascinating too. well, just the way that that whole thing worked, like he took off with the native born Dawnlesses, mm. and and then um four took off with the non native born I think that was interesting
0: mm. yeah the the house that you're born to is clearly important,, mm. in spite of the fact that they say that it isn't
1: well but but they do say ninety five percent of people get the house they're born to,
0: yeah, I also feel like the brother kind of i don't know they tried i feel like this suffered from something similar to Spider-Man in a lesser, to a lesser trying extent. Trying to shove too much trying in Trying to there. shove too much in. Like when yep. she goes to visit her brother and he's changed, but then she sees him again and he's like, oh, he's why did I ever out. listen to them? And I was like,
1: it, you don't see why that happens at all? I was wondering that too. Like, did he have the serum or was he just like, he's got enough of the free thinker in him that he came out of it and he actually thought for himself? I didn't understand that either. And it was like, meh. Where did that come from? He was kind of a tool rather than a character.
0: Yeah, good point, yeah. I think, and that was not, that didn't do him justice in some
1: ways. Yep. Especially since he chose to leave his house before she did. Exactly, and and especially when he was set up to be like naturally the grey one. Mm. And he was not, he ended up choosing not to go for that. Yeah. Even though he naturally actually quite, was quite attracted to that. He was quite like that.
0: Yeah, and he was, was selfless and then he turned into a jerk. Well, there's all it's these weird. interesting
1: ideas that actually never got explored, isn't there? Yes. It? Like, there's just a lot of that. Also,
0: the Abignation selfishness thing, and the fact that they turned the whole nation against the people who were selfish, because they said that they were stealing and stuff, and I was like... Selfless. selfless. Selfless, sorry. And I was like, but that's totally the opposite of what they're supposed to be. Like, how did you
1: even... What? <laughs> Well, that's the bit where it reflects real life. It's quite common in real life politics to turn people against the poor, the huddled masses, the ones who need help. Like, that's yeah, literally this is, what happens But, in but real this life. is the thing that gets me about these
0: movies, and it always does every time I see it, is that, like in Dystopian Futures, is that, yeah, it happens, but then there's a whole faction of people who are always against it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And I would have been really interested to know, and I'm sure it's explored in the book, which is why I need to read the books now, Ashley Judd's character like what happened the there the mum yeah what happened there she's the, wonderful isn't she yeah she's amazing and I'm I so kind excited of felt like for I, her because Ashley Judd is a really good actress and she's been around for years and she's one of these actresses in her 40s who's like there's just no roles in that age group. yeah I and know but like, I
0: kind of feel like she got out acted by Shailene Woodley in this but then again yeah, I feel like did. Kate Winslet got out acted by Shailene Woodley in this true
1: but how often do you see actresses in their 40s kicking ass, being important? Like, it's, it's exciting in that in And that I get sentence.
0: that they, they tried to put really good actors, actresses in there, but, like, the only person that I felt could go toe-to-toe with Shailene Woodley in this was Miles Teller. Yeah, Like, that's why those scenes kind of sparked so much, and that's why you were so angry with him, mm-hmm. was that he was the only person who matched her energy in it. And the others weren't as good. And nobody else was as good. Not no. just like, you know, the the lower end, like Theo James, mm. <laughs> but like everybody else in it mm-hmm. was yeah. not because she's just clearly a talent that can't, you know, be controlled. And the thing that work, the, the thing is like it should work in her favor because she is the most interesting sort of character in this, but kind of doesn't because because nobody ever feels like a threat to her. Yeah, I guess I see what you mean. Apart mm-hmm. from him. In a sense, and I think that's also like when you watch Jennifer Lawrence, for instance, like casting these fantastic young actresses in these things, it means that they are these forces to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. and you have to cast somebody like Donald Sutherland in order to, to cope with that cope with that, and he's like a really seasoned actor, and Kate Winslet should have been able to cope with that, but kind of didn't in this. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I felt was kind of missing from the movie. You've got to cast somebody who...
1: Like a really good antagonist. It really,
0: has to be really good yeah. to match the energy that these young women have. Because yeah. they are f-
1: just phenomenal actresses. And Which is why Donald Sutherland and, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman were so good. And Julianne Moore would be but fantastic. But Hoffman, as you know, was not a bad guy. But Julianne Moore will be fantastic. No, but that, he's not technically a bad guy. But he was up to the standard. mm and Julianne Moore will be the same. Yeah, exactly. she takes over. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Mm.
0: Anyway, um, but exactly, like, those those are people who can match the caliber of these people we've never heard of before they mm. were in these movies but who are doing so incredibly well. Like, I'm really, really excited about young actresses right now. I don't know if you can tell. But... I can tell. And, of course,
1: Zoe Kravitz, who we talked about earlier, is amazing. Yeah. And she's really good in the X-Men movies and all this other stuff that she's been doing lately.
0: Yeah, so I think – There's a whole crop of really good young actresses coming up and you've got to get some really good people in there to match them because otherwise these movies are just being steamrolled by these girls. You know (laughs) what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, Shailene Woodley just
0: crapped all over everybody else in this She's so
1: good. And she's going to be great because she's playing Mary Jane in the next Spider-Man. She'll be really good in that.
0: Yeah, which is good because you've got to find somebody who can – Mm. Go toe-to-toe with somebody like and Emma Stone. I'm sure
1: she'll do justice to the, the Fault in Our Stars, which again... Although, which is going to be huge when it comes out. Um, yes.
0: I know this is not... Um, we were talking about Spider-Man before and it should have gone in there, but there was, a, um, there was a thing where when Shailene Woodley was announced as being Mary Jane,
1: mm.
0: and there were a couple of photos of her from the set, all these guys were like, she's not pretty enough to be Mary Jane. And then immediately after that happened... She was pulled from the movie.
1: She's not pulled altogether though. She's going to be in the third movie. But yeah, maybe. That's more... not
0: actually set in stone yet, right? <laughs> Have they not made that? I just thought you might like to know that. I mean, okay, See, that's not set in stone. Ah, uh, that's yeah.
1: sad. She's great, and I think she would be a good Mary Jane.
0: Okay, so mm. a couple more things before we finish up. Yep. Violence in this movie. Holy crap!
1: Yeah. Wow. I feel like
0: this movie was more violent than the Hunger Games.
1: Uh, maybe
0: only because of all the training stuff, mm-hmm. like the people who were supposed to be on their side were oh, being yeah, really wow, violent to yeah. them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was, I think, the apology, why, yeah, that why I felt like it was more violent than the Hunger Games. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, even even four was like encouraging her to violence mm. and doing violence to her, yeah, like the sword throwing bit, yes. knife throwing, knife throwing bit. Mm-hmm. I just thought this was incredibly violent. And it took me by surprise, and I don't mind violence.
1: I didn't actually find it such. I I didn't find it. I found it on a par with Hunger Games. You know what the moment violence. that got me the most, I think, was? When Zoe
0: Kravitz was getting beaten up,
1: mm-hmm. and she
0: tried to tap out, and they wouldn't let her. Oh, yep. no, they let her, and then he dangled her off the bridge. Dangled her off a bridge, yeah. That <laughs> was the bit where I was like, this is really awful. Mm. And that was the thing, I think, that made me feel like it was more violent. It was more violent okay. towards... Women,
1: probably yes,
0: possibly because there were so many women in it. But you know that that bit yeah, was well, like really the, awful The to way
1: me. Um, Ashley Judd's character was shot and. And the rape the, thing. Yeah, the rape thing and throwing the knife at Kate Winslet's hand and yeah. Yeah, but that was Shailene Woodley throwing it.
0: I know. I mean, Tris. Still, still it.
1: violence against women. I know, um, but
0: that mm. was also a scene. That, I mean, that made perfect sense for her to do, yeah, especially yeah. since everybody kept saying, you won't hurt me, you won't hurt me. I,
1: I, I don't know. I just didn't get the same reaction to that. I was sort of. It was the Zoe Kravitz thing that made me Zoe, go, oh, Yeah, the Zoe God. Kravitz thing didn't make me feel that way. It just made me feel like And I think she was being awful. beaten
0: by a man. That's what yeah. got
1: me. Well, and also a man who was pretending to really like her, he would put his arm around her and he touched her in sort of oh, yeah. quite intimate ways oh, on his I hated way. That. Yeah, and and so that was what it was. It was very, very much a, com- a commentary on men's violence against women. Yeah, that which was is interesting.
0: Whereas the other scene where Tris gets beaten up in the same sort of scenario, she gets beaten up by that other girl. Yeah, And that other girl was obviously trying to survive in this environment as much as Tris is.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: Whereas I think Zoe Kravitz went up against um, Miles Teller. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that whole bit made me really uncomfortable. Okay. And the other thing was, I think the books are probably really good for kids, for young women, because A, it's written by a 21 year old. She was 21 when she wrote yeah, she these. Yeah, she's like
1: 24 now.
0: Yeah. And B, um, you ever it's feel all about. Inadequate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's all about identity yeah. and like finding your own identity yep. and not fitting into boxes that other people tell and, you to fit but into. But still
1: working with your strengths. And, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think, I'm going to get in trouble from this from a friend of mine, but I think Hunger Games are more complex in their themes. Yep. And this is more simple in its themes. Right. But I think I don't think that necessarily works against it, mm-hmm. apart from in comparison. Yeah. Because I think those are good things for girls to learn.
1: Yeah, yeah, Definitely and i can't i can't object to fiction for young women and dystopian stuff and political stuff for young women mm. being made and doing well like I, yeah. I feel like i it still excites me enough to enjoy the movie and i actually did enjoy it other people well, i know didn't but i actually quite enjoyed it
0: i think that's why i'm pro ya as a genre yes is cuz it's it gives a lot of voices to women yeah yeah um to girls especially and it also
1: puts a lot of there's a lot of sci-fi at the moment ya is a lot of sci-fi and dystopia and stuff like that which is really interesting to explore
0: Especially for girls and from girls' points of view. Exactly. But the other thing is, it also means that it gives girls economic power. Yep. In a way that, like, because Spider Man and stuff, all the Marvel movies are uh, giving boys, in a sense, economic power, except they're so good. Everybody wants to see them, but they are all about white guys. Getting to watch, even though they're all about white girls, getting to watch these movies gives teenage girls a lot of economic power because this opened at number one the hunger games doing really well um the fault in Our stars will do really well and so it means that teenage girls are getting some of that buying power back
1: yeah yeah oh to- so true there's a tumblr somewhere that i will reblog if i can find it talks about that which is basically when young women like something it goes mainstream Think even like One Direction and Justin Bieber. I don't when, mind One Direction. I hate Justin Bieber. It's not the point. The point <laughs> is that young women like these things and they go mainstream. And, and then yeah, says, but who even knows what young men, 12-year-old boys, are even interested in? Sports, maybe? I don't Spider-Man. know. Spider-Man. I don't know what they're interested in because that stuff isn't going mainstream the way young women's stuff is and getting all this it attention. It is. Spider-Man?
0: It's Spider-Man.
1: I just talked about a four-year-old who's into Spider-Man. I, I
0: understand that, but there are also four-year-olds who are into One Direction.
1: Probably yes.
0: Um, the thing that 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 twelve year old boys are into and teenage boys are into that's going mainstream is Marvel. comics. Yeah, comics is definitely, in spite of the things that we like about some of them, is definitely still a a, a male yeah thing and a male teen uh, boy. Anyway, I'm, thing. I'm going to
1: find it because it talks about how stuff w- young women are interested in goes mainstream. I know and I they read have it. Have the economic power I've to actually, do that. I've, I've read that and yeah. I
0: didn't agree with it because I just think that the stuff that young young men is so, cons- so, so, so mainstream, mainstream yeah, is that we don't even think about it. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. I think that's more problematic rather than less.
1: Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, I, it, but it is still an interesting point about yeah. wom- women, young women's economic power.
0: Well, I think the point, I understand what that article is trying to say, but I think the point is actually different to that, which is that young women's buying power is just as important as young men's. And should be seen as more acceptable. And more mainstream. And more mainstream because people still, and I mocked this movie, and I'll admit it because it's so easy because there's a lot of really, really tropified, mm-hmm. like, yeah. cliched things Brown in Brown
1: leggings and walls. And <laughs> let's take our shirts off. like yeah. yeah, let's
0: take our shirts off in this warehouse and show how we trust each other. That stuff is really not. It's not as smart as the Marvel movies have become. No, and
1: this is quite derivative of a lot of other things, as we've mentioned, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, a lot of other stuff, but it's out there and it's doing really well. But, you know, it's
0: better than Mortal instruments. (laughs) Yes. But
1: the thing is that,
0: like, I think this should be seen as equally important to Marvel, Yes, yes. Like, The Hunger Games should be seen as equally important to Marvel and not, like... Special interest. Special interest for being about girls. Right. Which is what Kate Blanchett talked about as well. Yeah, and which is
1: what it is still seen as. It's still seen as a girls movie.
0: If something is made for women... Like, okay, um, recently I watched Legally Blonde, the musical, and I was like, it was really good. Because Legally Blonde is a movie made for women. Mm. It is a feminist movie. And mm-hmm. It is a funny movie, but it is sidelined and it is diminished because it's about and for women. Mm. And it made a lot of money, Yeah, enough to make a musical about it, right? Yeah. Like, it, well, it we wasn't talked about Mamma minor... Mia like
1: that in last week.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't a minor issue. It wasn't a minor movie. But that's the thing is that it's still like seen as not as important. No, it's because, because it's for like women.
1: A... Well, it's seen as like a minority interest
0: movie. Right. Yeah. And The Hunger Games, which is... Grossed huge amounts of money. It was the highest-grossing movie of 2013. Sold huge amounts of merchandise. Yeah, I mean, everybody's doing Katniss braids, (laughs) like
1: and like the um all those cosmetic companies who are doing exactly what the Capitol does in that movie and trying to sell you cosmetics because of their movie.
0: Again, Hunger Games being this fantastic um mirror to our society. God, this I just love. Anyway. But that's the thing is that it's still seen as a minority interest and you're like, this is half the population that are women and people are... And And enough of the population to send it to number one at the box office. And Hunger Games has huge crossover because guess what? Men can actually identify with female characters.
1: Mm. And enjoy the movie. (gasps) Crazy. Yeah. So, And the thing is, Marvel are only succeeding and doing so well because women want to go and see their stuff. Yeah. And these kind of movies that men want to see. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I can't
0: even. I'm looking at the posters that I used on my my review. And oh, god, the posters. posters are so oh my
1: god, the posters for this are terrible. I missed this movie in the list of movies at the cinema because it, the poster was so similar to Captain America. I, I just scrolled past it. The the butt pose. Poster. The butt pose and the color. The Captain America
0: posters were so awful and and not they were at terrible all... too. Yes. Um Representative no, 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 the character posters where they focus on the tattoos are gorgeous, they are really beautiful, yeah um, I don't know why they didn't use that for everything, although the I do find it really problematic that the i m d b one is of theo
1: james I know who Weird. is not the main character there's there's still a way to go, but if nothing else, this shows that young women's stuff, and even like the Hunger games was hugely popular, i'd never even heard of this before it came out as a movie. And it's still popular enough that young women will send this to the top of the box office yeah. because enough other people are interested in seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The outfits, though, man. Yeah, well. you can't have everything, but they did a pretty good job. <laughs> oh, they
0: didn't. I'm sorry. Those outfits were dumb and bad.
1: Oh, the outfits. I don't even remember the
0: like, outfits anymore. All of Abnegation is great unix. Mm. All of Dauntless is leather.
1: <laughs> um, all of Dauntless has the best costumes.
0: But it's all leather. I mean, it's basically like it's Mortal Instruments when they made it, did the leather makeover. They're not in leather, they're Really? In like
1: um, no, no, they're in like what Black Widow is wearing, like the neoprene. Um, oh. it's really industrial military type type fabrics. Okay,
0: it's still yeah. It struck me as a very um significant trope of oh, that okay. kind I didn't, of yeah. maybe I was wrong. I'm not very good at these things. And then Amity with their yellow and, and <laughs> erudite. Erudite, by the way,
1: with their sexy
0: businesswoman, like, pencil skirts. <laughs>
1: like, I laughed every time they came well, in. Well, every time I was like, erudite. I would be an erudite for simply no other reason than I want to work in an office like that and wear clothes like that. Because that's what I already wear. And that's where I already work.
0: <laughs> but that's the Aww. thing. is, like, It doesn't make... It didn't... I, th- there's that, and then there's the grey tunics of Abignation. Like, well, they they look like um,
1: these peasant women of
0: 1742 yes. or something. <laughs> that I think that was actually one of the th- problems I had is that there was such a gulf in technology.
1: Yeah, uh, interesting. That really,
0: that really, like when she went to Erudite and I saw the technology they had there, Why I was like, the others what not have the
1: this. Hell.
0: How can you possibly have what Abnegation are doing and the city that that looks like that future Chicago that's all Mm. destroyed and then have that technology? That doesn't make sense, right? Like that was – oh, I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. That actually took me way out of the movie, not just a little bit, but like I was like thinking about that for ages. Oh, see, I was like, oh, that looks
1: like a library. I want to be there. And then I was like, I'm going to be an erudite. But it didn't look like – the rest of the movie looked like. Not at all. It looked like another future. Yeah. It looked totally
0: different. I didn't... That um, yeah. And the thing is, they explain that in The Hunger Games because they purposefully keep certain areas poor. Poor, yes, exactly. Um, Because they... But there's no explanation for this one. It's just, mm. it just is. Like, why doesn't Dauntless have that technology? That's illogical. Well, it would make sense for the military to have that technology. Right. Yeah. And they, why, why yeah, all know. of that was weird for me. And then at the end, when they had this super high-tech screens and stuff mm, mm-hmm. and i was like that doesn't make any sense with what we've just seen oh, especially as they're hidden in the middle of dauntless like why yeah. wouldn't dauntless be using this in the rest <laughs> and then of their it just like establishment Arudite in the middle of dauntless mm. who were the last oh Kanda. i don't even remember i think they were white
1: they were white was that the last house that was the one zoe kravitz was in
0: yeah yeah yep. she cracked me up with all the truth she was telling at the beginning i liked her <laughs> She was great, yeah, I know that was no, no, really the funny, white right? house,
1: yeah, the, the candy, they were good, I liked them too, but again, we just didn't know much about them,
0: no, no. um, which wasn't really relevant, no, and that's yeah, and the sorting ceremony was hilarious. <laughs> I giggled with the stones and the rocks and like the burning coals and stuff, and I was like,. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. And the, the knife that everybody cut themselves with, so I was, it was super I was, gross.
1: Yeah, I started worrying about it. I was like, they're all getting each other's blood on. That's gross, you guys. Yeah. That's not hygienic. Are they sterilizing this between people? I don't know. I don't and know. also,
0: yeah. And, and But you start to see the technology, like Dauntless has the technology for tests, when they can see into your brain and stuff. But why wouldn't they have
1: other technology? That doesn't make any sense, guys. It doesn't make sense. Oh, like enough technology to have separate showers and toilets. Oh, but that was a deliberate thing. Yeah, I know. A deliberate hazing thing.
0: But like the leaders of Dauntless should have more technology. Mm, I'm sure they should. Or they should have technology. They should also have the technology to be able to simulate fights that don't actually brutally hurt the people that they're fighting in order to wipe out half of Dauntless. That's the other thing. I was like, half of Dauntless wouldn't be able to be Dauntless by the time they finish training.
1: Well, yeah, that was the thing. Like, they, <laughs> given that they changed the rules and then they made it so that a whole bunch of people missed out, it just seems like, what, you just kill all these people or you send no, them no, back out, send out to be to... Divergent? Like No, no, really? not
0: Divergent. There's a different group that you've forgotten about, clearly. The Factionless.
1: I thought Factionless and Divergent were the same. no. Oh, well, Divergent
0: means that you don't fit into the society and therefore are a threat to them. Mm-hmm. Factionless means that they didn't want you in any of the factions and you are a drain on the society and you are basically the homeless and the poor.
1: Okay, I didn't get that. I assumed they were the same as Divergent. No, totally
0: different things. Right. The factionless are people who, or maybe they didn't fit any of them when they took the test. Yeah. As opposed to fitting, because she specifically says you fit three of them. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think the factionless are people who didn't fit any of them or have been kicked out of factions for not being good at it and they ended up homeless.
1: Okay. That makes sense then. Okay, fine. Uh, Yeah, I didn't. That wasn't obvious from the film.
0: I guess so. I mean, I just sort of, yeah. Yeah. I think the reason that the divergence of threats are because they are good at more things than just one thing. Yeah. Okay. Whereas the, the factionless aren't good at anything in a sense. Fair enough. But the the fact that like, it wasn't just the people below the line that bothered me. It was the fact that they were hurting them. Like they were giving these people brain damage. Mm. They talked about Tris being knocked out for a day. <laughs> yeah. Like there were things that would clearly give them serious injuries and they didn't seem to have the technology to fix those injuries and so they would just be not able to be dauntless like what's the point in not Mm -hmm. having as many people in the house faction as you need to be in there
1: yeah that was really weird to me anyway i i don't know there was too much going on and i I got confused yeah
0: there Um, was too much going on and there were big, big plot holes that I noticed. And I don't always notice plot holes. So if I'm noticing them, they're really problematic.
1: Well, if we're noticing them, we haven't read the books either. Yeah. So what's your score, Melissa? I'm actually giving it three because I enjoyed it quite more than I thought. I gave it two and a half stars. Cool. No worries. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you want to read our show notes or find old episodes, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Divergent or of anything else she's watched, you can do that on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at screen underscore queens. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Queens, And you can find us on Tumblr, tumblr tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time.